greatest of these, the greatest of these is about to be determined. The Olympics begin this week in China with 109 medal competitions. The greatest of the world's athletes will be determined with contestants from 206 nations in the traditional contests, but there are several new ones. Free ski big air. The course consists of one large jump, and during the final, competitors will have three attempts to execute their biggest and best tricks. Women's monobob. As the name suggests, the monobob features a sled designed for one female athlete. And then there are the traditional favorites, such as figure skating. Nathan Chen is the first skater to have landed five types of quadruple jumps in competition and eight quadruple jumps across a single competition, which he did in the 2018 Worlds, winning three consecutive world championships. And women's figure skating. One American skater this year as Elisa Liu, she won her first U.S. national titles in 2019 and 2020. She's the first junior American ladies single skater to complete a triple axle in international competition and the first American female skater to complete a quad jump in competition. My daughter Miriam was a competitive figure skater when she was growing up and we used to love to watch her do her twists and her turns, nothing quite triple or quadruple, but great for a young girl. This year, there's no great returning female champion such as Michelle Kwan or Christy Yamaguchi. Regardless, the greatest of these will be determined, the greatest on any given day in any particular performance. And there's that other category, the greatest of all times. The greatest Olympian of all time, some would say, is Michael Phelps with 23 gold medals. Others might look back to Berlin in 1936 for the greatest impact of an Olympian as Jesse Owens, the African-American, who won four gold medals right there under the nose of the champion of the Aryan race, Adolf Hitler. Others might think of the 1980 miracle on ice when a bunch of amateurs and college players won the Olympic gold medal in hockey after defeating the Soviet Union team of professional players. This year, the pros in the National Hockey League are not participating, taking any prospective players off of any national teams. Others might look back to Cassius Clay, who was the lightweight, light heavyweight Olympic boxing gold medalist in 1960, because he proclaimed, as we know, I am the greatest. As Muhammad Ali, when he defeated Sonny Liston in the prize fight, in 1964, he said, I knew I had him in the first round. Almighty God was with me. I want everyone to bear witness. I am the greatest. I am the greatest thing that ever lived. I don't have a mark on my face, and I upset Sonny Liston, and I just turned 22 years old. I must be the greatest. I showed the world. I talked to God every day. I know the real God. I shook up the world. I'm the king of the world. You must listen to me. I am the greatest. I cannot be beat. 
least he mentioned God in that. And it was seven Super Bowl rings. Perhaps Tom Brady is the GOAT, the greatest of all times. Although my son informed me he's not going to the Super Bowl this year. And if you believe ESPN, he's retiring. Or if you believe Associated Press, he hasn't officially made up his mind yet. The greatest of all time, the greatest of these. That's the pro that greatest is used seven times in the Gospel of Matthew, four in the Gospel of Luke, three in Mark, but not at all in John's Gospel. The greatest is used only once in all of the correspondence of the Apostle Paul. Surprisingly, the greatest of all shrubs, Jesus tells us in the Synoptic Gospels, is the mustard, which grows from the tiniest of all seeds. With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. And yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. From the tiniest of seeds comes the greatest shrubs, which has a very purpose, uh, purposeful use, so that the birds of the air can make its nests, make nests in its shade. Then there's the dispute among the disciples as to who is the greatest. This happens not once but twice in Luke's Gospel, and it happens first in a very odd time to be talking about the greatest. In Luke chapter 9, we read, While everyone was amazed at all that he was doing, he said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your hearts. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into human hands. But they did not understand this saying. Its meaning was concealed from them, so that they could not perceive it. And they were afraid to ask him about this saying. An argument arose among them as to which of one of them was the greatest. But Jesus, aware of their inner thoughts, took a little child and put it by his side and said to them, Whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For the least among all of you is the greatest. Jesus has just announced that he's going to be betrayed. How did the disciples respond? With a contest among themselves about who is the greatest. This dispute among the disciples as to who the greatest happens, but the second time at an even worse time in Luke's Gospel. Luke chapter 22, we're in the middle of the Last Supper. Jesus says, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup is poured out for you as the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going to is going as it has been determined. But woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Verse 23. Then they began to ask one another which one of them it could be who would do this. 
And then immediately comes verse 24. A dispute arose among them also as to which one of them was to be regarded as the greatest. But he said to them, really, you're talking about this now at the Last Supper? Well, that may be what he thought. But he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors, but not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at table, or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. The least is the greatest. The child is the greatest. The servant is the greatest. All the disciples need to do when disputing about who the greatest is among them is to look up at that greatest one of all times who's right in front of them, Jesus. Who is your greatest? Jesus speaks of the greatest again when asked about the commandments. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The greatest commandment is love. Love God. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. When we read the epistles of Paul, Paul's New Testament letters, we find that word greatest used just one time. Greatest is only used once by Paul. It clearly must be something important. It is. And it echoes Jesus' greatest commandments one and two. You know these words by heart. Paul writes, the greatest of these is love. Paul has just outlined the characteristics of love for us. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. <coughs> At the end of this 13th chapter about love, there appears the only time in Paul's writing that he uses the word greatest. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. The greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. I was listening to the radio while driving one day this week. An American singer of Irish-style folk songs, Effie O'Donovan, was being interviewed. She said one time she sang a song with the phrase in it, love is a delicate thing. She said that a reporter who was covering her concert wrote down these words as if they came from her mouth. Love 
is a daily good thing. But Donovan said as she thought about it, she probably liked that better. Love is a daily good thing. In his sermon on Paul's love chapter, Episcopal Canon C.P. Robertson says, love is a very practical verb. Love builds up, but it does so through the choices we make for what we say and how we act with others foremost in mind. Not just daily, but countless times every day. The greatest of these, the greatest of these is love. And love is a daily good thing.